What is going on, you guys? Welcome to the Strong Life Podcast. I'm by myself today, and I just wanted to pop in here and take a few minutes. I'm having my coffee. I just had my breakfast and share with you a little bit about my perspective on getting through tough times and tough seasons in your life. Um, Obviously, I don't have all the answers. I haven't been through all of the hard times, but at almost 50, I do think I have experience not only with myself and how I manage those big feelings and life events, but also how I help people through them, um, through the app that I use to coach my people in group coaching, in my one-on-one coaching, um, The first thing when I think about getting through a tough time is that there are seasons in life. Obviously, many of us know and understand that. Um, And when you're going through a hard season, it's difficult because it feels like it's like the worst. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's hard for you to see that it's in a season. This is my own personal experience because it feels so bad. Um, And there are many of them throughout the course of a year. In fact, it's one of the reasons why when people say like, I'll start Monday or, you know, I want to wait until this particular thing is done so that I have kind of smooth sailing. Um, Why people say, uh, You know, it's a concern when people say, like, I quit because life happened. If you really stop and pause, get off your phone, get your head out of social media, stop, you know, looking in those things for the answers, you will realize that we never really get more than a few weeks at a time of like perfectly smooth sailing. It's always something, especially if you have kids and you have a job and you have a husband or a wife and you are, it's not by, it's not your fault necessarily, but to the extent that you're going to have relationships with people and people in your life, and you're going to have a job and employees or an employer, you're going to have problems in your life that could potentially derail you from tackling a healthy lifestyle and making better choices. So the first thing you can do when you listen to this podcast is relieve and remove the expectation that there's going to be a better time for you to embark on a health and fitness journey or a fat loss phase or whatever it is than right now. Barring tragedy, and I've even had people stick with it through tragedy, there is no reason to put off or blow off the commitments that you've made to yourself around making better food choices, getting up and getting exercise, whether that's at your home, the gym, walk, whatever it is, there's there's no reason for you to keep blowing that off and keep thinking there's going to be a better time. There isn't. Just look back at your life. Like step into your life, pay attention to what's happened and that will show you like very easily and quickly that the expectation that there's some smooth sailing period is is 
that's that's not realistic. Sometimes get real tough. And I'm gonna speak to my own personal experience because the last month and probably longer than that has been really tough for me personally. Now I've talked about this before, but we had to say goodbye to two of our pets, two of our three animals within the course of three weeks. Now in my mind, and I know many of you will relate, I shouldn't still be carrying this. I should be over this. I should be healed. I should be the, they're just animals, but to me, they weren't, I'm probably going to cry. And I know many of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, there's history there that I have to go through in my mind. There's, you know, when, when something comes to an end, we often go back to the beginning and just keep going over and over the relationship. So I've replayed the years with my animals and, you know, I'd never, I'd never had a living thing that I love so much die in my arms. You know, that's a, that's a strange thing to go through. And I've gotten this far in my life. I haven't had a lot of loss. I haven't had a lot of grief. I haven't had a lot of those types of things, those heavy, hard, dark things. I know friends who have obviously lost families, friends, children, grandchildren. Like there's many people around me have. Um, so I know it's all relative, right? To, to some people, this is like, get over it. It's not a big deal. But for me, it's been difficult. As many of you know, my son joined the military and he's been going down a path that, you know, will, um, he will, he will be deployed uh, at some point and that will be difficult. And so I'm finding myself anticipating things that haven't even happened. My thoughts are going down an absolute rabbit hole. My feelings are all over the place in my life. I'm, I'm happy. I'm laughing. I'm sad. I'm crying. I'm, I'm, I'm all over the place. My feelings are big. They're, they're just, they're, it's overwhelming right now. Just, just an overwhelming everyday feelings from anxiety to worry, things that I thought I had conquered, things that I thought I had mastered. And my, the number one thing I'm doing right now, I'm going to be honest, is I'm grateful that I'm alive to be able to feel these things and they don't feel good many of them. Um, there are other things in my life, like many of you that have just kind of, they've bubbled up and they've come to a head. There are things that are happening that are, are I'm reliving shame, guilt. Um, I'm replaying an old record with like weird self-talk. I have self-doubt I have currently imposter syndrome as I go into my master's. I mean, you, you name it, you name it. And it's like, it's all hitting me now. I'm perimenopausal. Um, let's see what else. These are just, I'm, I'm, listen, I don't live my life like, oh, poor me, but I'm sharing this with you because I want to invite you into like my kind of my, my, private space almost in my thoughts around, I get so many messages like this from people all the time, like, oh, these, all of these things happened. And for some people, 
it's because of these things that they eat well and that they, you know, continue to lift weights and keep their mind and their physical body strong, continue to work on sleep. And it is because of these things that are thrown at them that they want to be strong and go into them. Okay. And it is those very same things that I get messages from other people saying, I quit. And they go back into alcohol, overeating. Now, which one do you think is going to come out of the, this storm and this season, which by the way, will end. I'm old enough to know this doesn't last forever. I'm going to have to, you know, put on my big girl pants and get out there. And I'm going to have to assert myself on this stuff that feels out of control right now. Um, which of those two paths to deal with this stuff do you think come out in a better place? I mean, I think the answer is obvious and clear. The thing I say to myself during this season in my life is that there's no amount of food or alcohol that's going to fix the way I feel. And for me, I want to feel these feelings. I think it's fascinating. I think I think it's it helps me be a better, you know, daughter, friend, mother to to just feel these and go through them. And my really good friend, childhood friend, Karina Chase, I don't know if she's going to listen to this, but when I was in my my 30s, as a friend, she taught me that these are just feelings and there's nothing I need to do about them. It just, it just is what it is. I don't need to fix them. They don't need to go away. It's just that the things that I've gone through feel bad and that's okay. It's just a feeling. Don't be afraid of it. And nobody really ever taught me that. My mother was a little bit more like, uh, you know, she's a take action person. So if you feel bad, go take a walk. If you feel bad, go exercise. If you feel bad, keep going. And that served me really well. But the problem with that for me as a person is that I can do that, right? I can, I can go take action and I can try to change, you know, the outcome and change the circumstance. But I also needed to understand and hear that these feelings are okay and they're really important to feel them and you don't have to do anything or fix them. It's just, it's part of the process of being a human being. And a lot of us are out there when we have stress, we eat, we drink. When we have anxiety, we eat, we drink. When we're around people and they're partying, you know, the thought of being left out or not participating is, is, you know, devastating. So we join in and we sacrifice our own goals and our own lifestyle that we want to live so badly to be part of the party. So there's a lot of reasons that we like combine food with our feelings. You know, we use alcohol when we celebrate, we use alcohol when we feel bad, we use alcohol when we can't sleep. Um, and I see a lot of that. So really separating food and alcohol from feelings is my next approach to 
how I think about getting through these darker times in my own life. Obviously, a lot of what I'm going through is created by my own thoughts, my very own thoughts. Um, for me, prayer can help pull me out of it, or at least give me some comfort in terms of the, the hard things that I'm feeling. Um, it's okay. It's part of being human. You don't have to fix them. You don't have to run from them. You cannot, you know, eat them away. You cannot drink them away. So th those are the two things that come to me most when I'm going through these things with big feelings. And by the way, I don't like it. I don't like to have these feelings. I don't feel like myself. I feel uncomfortable. I want to isolate myself until they go away. All of those things. But but we can't do that. There's an appropriate period of rest, I think, and I believe that we need to have. But, you know, we, we have to get out and live our lives and connect with people. And so I'm forcing myself to do that when what I want to do is crawl up into a ball. And I've allowed myself to do that. I've mentioned this in my app I feel like I'm dropping the ball. I don't feel like I'm doing a good job. And when you're on social media, you have, you know, tremendous exposure. And the thing I think people don't understand and really need to realize is that a social media influencer or fitness, you know, uh, person or coach like myself Social media is a great way for us to connect with people and help people, find new people to help. It's a great way for us to share our mes message and our mission. But when you see somebody on social media on their story talking and smiling or maybe doing this through a workout, that is literally one or two minutes out of their entire day. And think about it. If you were going through a hard time and you went to work, right, and you had to sit in a meeting and you have to get through that meeting, you might go into the bathroom at work and cry or take the day off. It's the same for me. Social media is my job. It is my it is my job. It is not where my best friends are. In fact, they follow me, but they don't really give a shit what I'm doing on social media, <laughs> truly. Social media is a piece of our day, but if you see me laughing on social media or talking about something, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's how everything in my life is going. And it doesn't mean that everything is perfect. I still could have an incredibly dark time, but be presenting for a minute or two in a story, like something that I think is important because that's my job. And I have a responsibility as I see it to my clients who show up every day, who are watching, who are living their life too. But these podcasts and the you know work I do in my app and in my Facebook group are where I'm able to share a little bit more detail, detail about, you know, um, feeling vulnerable and what I go through in my life too. Now, most of the time in the last, I think about, look at the last several years, like I've been in a good place. This feels harder and different. Um, and it's just because of the grief and the loss. And it feels like it's going to last a little while in my heart of hearts. It doesn't feel like anything that's going to quickly resolve itself, but it feels like I do have the opportunity to learn and probably be a better, more empathetic coach. But I have to say, for those of you who say, 
life got me and who quit because, you know, you've got too much stress. I'm going to just say that is the wrong approach. It just, it just is, it is not going to help you in the long run. You, you cannot quit because life happened. In fact, like, please reserve that message before you hit send. If it says life happened, I want you to sit down and think about what really happened, what choices you really made. Think about what really hit you and got you to the point where you feel like you are no longer responsible for yourself and your health and your, your well-being. Um, and that is the, the root of this. So for me, this hard time, I'm still getting to the gym and lifting weights. Now, maybe I'm not PRing, maybe I'm not lifting as heavy as I possibly can because these hard times and these hard seasons take mental energy. They take that, that's like that. And that is energy, by the way. It's not like you have these little compartments. There is mental energy that takes up actual energy. Like I am more tired than normal. I'm, I'm sleeping, but I don't feel rested. Um, so lifting weights helps remind me of who I am and that my body and my physical body is really, really important. It's important to take care of that. It helps just give me a little bit more power that day. And just following through with that helps me feel a little bit more confident. I am not the only one where lifting weights translates in and transfers into every area of our life and helps build confidence. I feel a little bit more unstoppable that, that day. Sometimes those workouts feel pathetic. They don't feel like they're getting me anywhere, but I'm still showing up for myself and I'm still putting in the work relative to where I am emotionally. I mean, you know, it, it is it is a hard and heavy time. And I know you guys have gone through that, but continuing this practice, I promise you the next hard and heavy season, I will be able to do better than this one. And that is important to me. Like I want to thrive in my life. I'm not just trying to survive and barely get through. And if you are, if you do have a little bit more of a victim mentality, you can borrow this mindset from me. Like I, I don't, that isn't really how I operate, but I, I know many people who kind of go there like, oh me, just one more thing, throw it at me. That kind of, that, that's not really my, my saboteur. I have them, but that's not really it. But for those of you who have that, you can, um, you can definitely borrow this concept to be able to, you know, take some extra strength with you each day and just kind of get rid of that victim. Woe is me mentality. I'll tell you, to be honest, my, my saboteurs based on the uh, little survey I took are like, like hyper, uh, hyper vigilance. Like I will go the opposite, like, you know, screw your feelings, blah, 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 blah. But that doesn't serve me either. So I'm learning to just sit through these things and know that, Sometimes it just feels bad and, and that's okay, you know? So we maintain the, the healthy habits through all of it, even if you don't think you're progressing. So many people quit. I, if I can't do it perfectly, I'm not going to do it all. 
That's that's bullshit. You're looking for an excuse to stop doing it. You're looking for an excuse to quit. You're looking for an excuse to not show up for yourself so that you can go back to doing whatever it is that you want to do as opposed to what is better for you. And I think we all know in our heart of hearts that what is better for us is to take care of ourselves. It's like an instinct. It's like a, it's, it's in us to take care of our physical bodies. It's just that for some people that feels like such a laborious task um, that, you know, you're not up for the challenge, but you got to put one foot in front of the other. And I promise you, I, I, I'm telling you, I can't imagine waking up hungover with everything that's going on or eating like shit and piling on feeling like shit about the decisions I'm making, plus all of the other things that are happening. So I know that what I'm experiencing could be so much worse. And I know that happens for many of you, because when you come out of this now and you've gained 10 pounds, which I see all the time now, the crisis is over, but now you hate yourself. And for those people, you may be just trying to continue to create crisis in your life. It's like, it's like an addiction. That is the victim mentality that you just always need crisis. You always need a problem because it's your ultimate excuse for not progressing, for not getting in great shape, for not feeling better. So if you just have all these crises going on, you never have to do the work. But to you, I say, we all have them. Don't use those anymore. Starting today, take control and assert yourself, even when you think it's impossible. I know you can do it. And this is part of, this is the next point, recognizing your own BS recognizing your own BS. So for those of you using these kind of crises as your reason that you don't progress, that would be a really good way of, you you know, recognizing your own BS. Um, for me, just, you know, sitting here, I could see how that could happen, by the way. I could see how you could sort of feel like, oh, sleeping in, you know, I'm just going going through these hard times. Like I want to do the same thing and I've I've let myself here and there. Um, but I don't want to live with the regrets and I don't want to have to do a bunch of extra work on the on the, when this is over to dig myself out of a hole. You don't want to do that. You must hang on and stop sabotaging yourself and making the crises that you can't control worse by creating a crisis that is totally in your control. And I see it all the time. I think lastly here, to get through these tough times, you can't stop what got you healthy. So I have another friend and client who's had an amazing transformation. She's a challenge winner. She lost her dog recently too, and um, she said it's harder than she thought, but she was starting to slip back into habits that weren't going to be helpful, but that were old habits that were going to kind of soothe her pain in the moment. And she caught herself because she knows now that those aren't going to be helpful, but she reached out like we texted a little bit, but I could, it makes sense to me that you would go back to old things that would, 
you know, make you feel better in the moment. But um, she knows that she can't stop what got her healthy because it's going to keep her healthy during the hard times. Um, and I just want people to know that we all have them. And I, I don't think I've ever shared like this before. Um, and it hasn't been, you know, since I started my business, it hasn't been as hard for me as it is right now in my own personal life. Um, and I'm sure there will be other things that will be just as hard, but I feel like this particular season is where I'm gathering experience to be able to get through the next one. And I know I'm going to get through this. And if you're struggling, you're going to get through it too. Um, and use it journal. I'm writing about it every day just to, just to kind of process what's going on and get it out of my head so I can stop those kind of swirling thoughts and I can move forward each day. So you're not alone. Um, and don't be afraid of those big feelings. And really, really, as opposed to using food and alcohol and toxic behaviors as your coping mechanism, really dive in to, if you're in my community, lean on Team Strong Life for that support. And remember, if you have gone down that path, I was just sending this message to a client who reached out just with the issues I'm talking about today. Why can't she get out of her own way? I can't tell you that, but that's not, that's yours to answer. Why can't, you know, why do I always seem to do this? Those people really could benefit from leaning on the community and other people to help you get out of that. And again, she's only one day away want like if she, I said if you get in one great workout and have one great day of food choices it's just one day you guys one day can build confidence and help you believe in yourself again it's just one day and then one day after that and then one day after that right you can't do eight weeks in one day so focus on one day at a time. And I know that sounds cliche, but it, there's never been a truer saying. That's why it's such a popular thing. And the foundation of, you know, things like the alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous and those the other programs related to that is because we, we can only do one day at a time. So if you can keep it boiled down to that, one day at a time, one choice at a time, one meal at a time, you know, one workout at a time, that will help you get through it. But this is, it is normal to go through things in life. Just do not use them as your excuse to do nothing. And if you can do that slowly over time, you can get better at managing these, these crises. I just want to say a word about alcohol. Um, I'm not the alcohol police. I have alcohol here and there. It is probably the number one issue that holds people back in a health and fitness journey. Um, I know, and I know like I have many people who don't drink, I'm not saying don't drink, but I've watched it destroy a lot of people's ability to heal, to recover, 
to improve body composition. Um, it is, it is a depressant. So if it's something you're on the fence and you don't want to quit, come into a challenge and maybe for eight weeks, don't drink. Just that's your challenge. Reassess how it fits into your life and see if it's something that's still important to you because it it is a problem for people who are already going through dark times. Um, so it's just, it's an invitation to try it and see and give yourself some room from it. And then you can kind of figure out where it fits into your life again. Let the brain fog lift, let the cloud lift. Because remember, even if it, you know, I was just having a conversation with a client. She was saying, well, I don't feel depressed when I drink. No, you don't. It's not, it doesn't work like I drink alcohol and feel depressed. You wouldn't drink if that was the case. But as it sits into your system and your body processes it, it is a depressant and it has, you know, affects you for days after as you process it. So you may not feel it in the moment, but just remember that it, it is impacting you. So um, studies are out a couple drinks a week is about where people should be. And I know we're drinking a lot more than that. You can listen to Andrew Huberman's podcast about it. There's a lot of science out there about it now um, that we haven't necessarily had access to. So it's something to just be mindful of. If you're already struggling with mood and depression and hard times, it's, it's probably not helping you. So um, that's my little caveat. That's my own experience too. Um, and I think that's the experience of, of hundreds of clients I've worked with. So I hope that helps, you know, um, I'm here for you. Please thank you for listening. Five-star ratings, please. Like my mother says, if you don't have anything nice to say, keep it to yourself. Um, share the show and hit me in comments if you're watching this on YouTube and let me know your thoughts. You guys have the best day and um, I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.